You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. And Sal Montes here with your edition of Minor Talk. I almost said Sports Center Update. I've done about four of those today. But uh, yes, we're here in the uh, River Oaks Property Studios here on North Mesa, down the street from where UTEP and Seattle just finished up. 73-61 to 61, UTEP falling to Seattle. This is Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Allstate Agency. And um, just so you know, there will be no calls today. We're going to keep it light. It's uh, it's it's kind of light on the roster right now. Sal Montes here. I have Alberto in the room with me as well. We'll be bringing you Minor Talk, kind of a, a condensed version, if you you will, but UTEP falling 73-61 to 61 to Seattle and uh, the Miners closing 2023, uh, the calendar year, I should say, with a loss. And uh, we'll, we'll look ahead to the schedule and pretty much what's to come as conference play opens up. But uh, Alberto, UTEP um, kind of showing a different side of themselves, um, but one that we've seen before in the final game of the uh, 2023 calendar year. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the same offensive struggles we've seen all year, and this time it just wasn't it just wasn't enough in the tank to come back for the Miners. So, uh, a rough outing for them this time to, to close out the year and and hopefully get their minds in the right position to get conference play started, which is you know just a couple weeks ahead. We're looking forward, and the NMSU game is up. You know, we got to travel. Yeah. The, the Miners have to travel to NMSU to get that done. So, there's a lot of work to be done. Just, we've seen this all all year, and so. This this game just exemplifies uh, all, all the shortcomings that the team has and, and what they need to do to, to fix them, I think. Yeah, and I think um, a lot of what we saw today is stuff that we've kind of seen before in spurts, but unfortunately, just not a lot going um, in the way for the Miners today. Offensively, I think it was hard for them to move the ball around um, for a good shot, I should say, but the shots that they took, they... A good number of them, in a way, were kind of open, but I think it was due to the fact that Seattle just not really respecting um, the jump shooting ability of the Miners, and in doing that, of course, um, they win by 12, but they out-rebound the Miners um, in an astronomical number here, 42-27, to 27, a difference of 15, and they were able to, to live and die by UTEP's jump shooting, in a way. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's just difficult to win ball games in the D1 program area if you're not rebounding the ball adequately, you know? So I think that that alone is going to kill you and your offense in any in any game that you play. And so when you don't rebound and then on top of that you add the fact that you're not shooting well, you're shooting, you know, below yeah. an adequate number, you're hurting yourself and you're putting yourself in a hole offensively that you might just not might be able to get out. Yeah, and that's a, a game style that the Miners um, are not adept to really when they dig themselves in these holes um, on offense, whether it be just poor jump shooting or just not being able to finish when they're going to the cup, they find themselves in a lot of droughts um, as well. But um, a quick note as well, um, want to remind you all, there, there's no callers today. We're going to keep Minor Talk pretty light. And uh, no, Adrian Broadus, he's out on the East Coast. Uh, he's got a wedding. So much love and, and shout out to Adrian over there. Um, you know, have fun and Happy New Year as well. I know last year around this time we were celebrating Celebrating um, his um, his wedding, him and Alyssa, the A team. So shout out to you two, love you all. And then uh, Nose Galindo as well. He uh, he's at a quinceanera, so he's fulfilling his duties. He's a busy man, you know. Our, our guys are, are busy, so you got us two here tonight. But yeah, UTEP falling to Seattle, um, seventy three to sixty one. And 
I kind of wrote down a couple of the um, a couple of talking points here. Uh, so feel free to interject at any point. But we mentioned the poor shooting and the the poor finishing, uh, but the inability to play with the sense of urgency uh, I think was notable, especially when Seattle was starting to. I guess you could say pull away near the end of the first half, them going up by double digits and um, kind of able to play on top of that in the second half. Um, it was kind of like they were cruising to the finish line before uh, before that middle whistle was blown. Yeah, definitely. You know what? They were getting up for some great shots. That's what I realized about that Seattle U uh, Red Hawks team is that they, they are a great team offensively. They were finding spaces where the guys were open. They were getting the ball to guys that were completely open. And guys were taking completely open shots. And in those in, in this in this environment, those are gimmicks for these guys who are almost essentially almost pros. Yeah. So that really hurts the minors when the team you're playing is hitting wide open shots and getting a bunch of wide open shots, creating shots like that. And the shots that you create like that wide open shots you know guys open from three no one on them which they just don't fall and yeah. so that's rough it, it, I think another um, part to that in, in what uh, Seattle was able to do today was um, they made it look easy as well They it, it was kind of effortless uh, the way that they moved the ball around the way obviously that they got their heat checks off but Tyson going 6 for 8 from beyond the arc this guy had a heat check all game basically and anytime the Miners you know got a bucket and, and it looked like momentum could be built off of that um, Tyson would just you know pull up and and drain it from long range he finished 75 percent overall nine for 12 uh, from the field but six for eight from beyond the arc he also grabs four boards in the process and assist and um you know playing relatively well on defense only one foul and when he had the ball if he wasn't scoring he only got one turnover all this mind you and he's not even the guy with the most minutes for um, for Seattle. 26 minutes to his credit, and he's tied, um, I think he's like fourth when it comes to minutes tonight. Schumacher with 30, Dawson 29, um, Christophilus and Riley with 28, and then Tyson with 26. But that efficiency um, from Tyson able really to, to kind of blow things um, out of the water at a certain point in time for Seattle. And um, as UTEP closes this one um, for 2023, going into the game against the Aggies, who they have next up, who, who mind you, they're coming off of a win, 66-61 to 61, over Cal Baptist. Um, pretty much back and forth in that one. Carpenter, 20 points, 7 boards. Coleman for, um, for CBU, 14 and 11 boards. But Carpenter for uh, New Mexico State, the forward, um, could pose a problem for the Miners, especially when, uh, in my opinion, they haven't been able to stay disciplined on the defensive front. And we know that Joe Golding, his bread and butter, his forte is the defense. Um, but what type of problems do you see the, um, the Aggies posing against the Miners uh, coming up on the 4th, uh, the ne- next Thursday? I just think that, you know, they're going to be defending their home court and they're probably going to play with a lot more intensity. We've just seen this minor team come out flat a lot time, a lot of the times and also just they don't seem too particularly motivated to play the game of basketball. You know, we saw a bunch of guys get minutes this time. Yeah. You know, a guy like uh, Derek Hamilton who hadn't been getting minutes, he got in today. That's how much of this game, that's how out of hand this game was. So that's kind of like... 
not surprising to me. It was like no no guys really looked like they were out here trying to play the game of basketball hard, harder than the opponent. And so, yeah, guys started getting into the rotation. So, yeah, that was disappointing. I'll see, NMSU's coming out with a little fire under them, I, I, in my opinion. So we'll see what happens for them on that. It's January 4th, I believe, right? Yeah, January 4th. That's on uh, Thursday. So they kick off conference play against the Aggies. Of course, uh, every team that they're going to play um, the first time, they're going to play the second time you just flip it if they're at home they're on the road but um yeah the aggies they'll be on the road um and it's also on cbs sports network so it's a televised game i know that um that aggies go crazy when when they're on tv so uh the fans that that's a that's a really tough place to play i don't care what their record is and you throw in the rivalry game there uh should be a really really good test for the miners and then they uh they go away um from Aggie, um, Aggie Nation, if you want to put it that way. They'll take on Chicago State um, Sunday, uh, so a week from tomorrow. And um, if, if I'm looking at it correctly, yeah, that closes out their non-conference, and then they're back to conference play, um, taking on Florida International and uh, kind of, you know, scoping the field for Conference USA teams. Some good basketball being played. Um, of course, we mentioned New Mexico State getting the win. They're now 6-9, and nine, but they're 6-1 at home. Um, Liberty would take on Alabama, 101-56, to 56, so Alabama not really having any any trouble with Liberty, uh, but Alabama, you know, a powerhouse year in and year out. Abilene Christian, who the Miners lost to um, not too long ago, they would fall to Western Kentucky, 86-84, to 84, and uh, Marshall, the forward for Western, 20 points. Um, he, he's a fun player to watch. Uh, Middle Tennessee falling on the road to Murray State, 75-54. Florida International in a tight one. Um, kind of want to get your thoughts on this. Utah Tech kind of rising through the, um, the ranks of the uh, I, I hate to say bottom tier, but I mean they're they're brand new to this. So um, bottom tier, if you want to put it that way, to um, to the three hundred thirty or forty plus teams that are in Division One, and they get the win against Florida International in overtime, ninety six to ninety two. Um, have you heard much about Utah Tech over the last couple of years? Not not a lot, not a whole lot, but I think that with the way we're seeing, you know, collegiate sports taking its shape and with the NIL and transfer portal rules changing and adapting with, with the with the times, I think that a lot of these smaller mid-major programs that are historically unheard of are going to be rising in the ranks, going to be able to pick up some guys that historically probably wouldn't have gone there had yeah. it not been, you know, for the money aspect of it. So now a lot of the times, or a lot of uh, a lot of the time now is when you hear a program making a rise, it's a lot of money behind it. So yeah. there, there, there's just that to think about. And I know that we were looking through the stats right now. Liberty, you know, they, they're a team that's like that. They, they're going to make a formidable team on basketball, football, or anything like that through through fundraising and money. So, yeah, the, the, the landscape of college basketball is changing right in front yeah. of us. And so this is the effects of that. And anybody can compete, I feel like. Yeah, and um, the, they're familiar in terms of um, of where they're at now by kind of being the underdog. Uh, they were previously Dixie State. So uh, just a fun fact there. I, I thought Utah Tech was, was another team aside from Dixie State. However, 2022, that's when they made the change. But, um, you know, I've been doing some, some pretty good things but looking at what they've done in uh, in division two since 2010 one two three four five six seven eight nine um ten if i'm not mistaken about ten or nine um you know tournament bids for them in division two uh yeah so ten of them two and eight record uh but nonetheless though kind of looking at at the whack um 
UTEP and Conference USA, of course, getting a lot of those teams from the WAC, um, you know, as opponents now in Conference USA. So I think the WAC, it's not what it was. Don't get me wrong, but still a lot of respectable basketball to be played. So wanted to throw that out there. Um, Grand Canyon, speaking of the um, of the WAC, uh, they've done some good things in that conference. 73-70 to 70 over Louisiana Tech. So kind of just grazing it all. La Tech. Florida International, um, Western Kentucky, and New Mexico State all in some tight games tonight. So, um, yeah, basketball is in, in full effect here to close out the year. Um, going back over to the uh, the stat sheet here, UTEP falling to Seattle 73-61. to 61. Is there anybody that came off the bench that kind of caught your eye and, um, you know, you look forward to seeing something more out of them based off of, um, you know, any solid series that they had? Honestly, and, and this might rub uh, a couple of people the wrong way, but honestly, I just really liked the way the young guys looked off the bench. You know, when you had, or when when the miners had, you know, Zid Powell go cold and, and Tay Hardy go cold, you know, had being the veterans and, and, and seeing what we saw last game where Zid Powell took over and, and scored 30 plus points. It's difficult to watch these guys come out, have poor offensive uh, starts, and then I don't want to keep watching them. That's pretty much what I'm trying to say. I see them go cold, and I'm like, all right, we have a bunch of other guys with a lot of talent. Let's try to throw them in there and see what they can do. So I really like to see – I really liked what I saw from – from David Terrell Jr., Baylor Hebb, and those guys need to get going. Elijah Jones, same thing. And so, yeah, I really liked them. I didn't particularly like some of the looks that the starters gave us, and and no one took over. I think that's the thing about the minors. They need guys, one guy, to go off and take over, and that didn't happen today. Yeah, and and even then, kind of looking at the the numbers, but even watching the game as well, um, obviously if if there's offensive struggles, there's two guys that you look at right away to see um, what went on and and that's going to be Tay Hardy and Zid Powell the um the guards for the Miners combining for five makes but only seven um 17 attempts but only five makes no makes from beyond the arc and no makes from the uh, free throw line in comparison um when we kind of look at the I don't want to say big three let's say the young three uh when it comes to Miners uh Terrell uh Elijah Jones and then also um uh Corey Camper these guys uh you know essentially getting to the line we have Terrell Five for five. Looking at Jones, he's two for two. No, uh, no free throws for Camper, but he was two for seven from beyond the arc. So I think them coming in the game, um, in a way, trying to make some chicken salad out of you know what, uh, to no avail at that point. But um, in my opinion, some meaningful minutes for the um, for the young trio. Uh, do you think we could see a breakout game from one of these guys? Uh, you know, let's say within the next couple of weeks for conference play. Honestly, this this might be you know. Uh a serious wild card, but in my opinion, I think that uh, Baylor Hebb is due for something, uh, okay. a, a huge game, just because, you know, he's a refined shooter, he's a guy that can spin the ball really well off his hands, get some good buckets in. The problem is, he just hasn't gotten hot. I think that the game of basketball is very much about riding waves and riding, mm-hmm. when you're hot, you get going and you anything, everything and anything hits, and we saw that from, from uh, Seattle today, you know? I think yeah. that the threes that this guy was hitting, Tyson Cameron, Cameron Tyson Mm -hmm. crazy threes some of these were super contested and they would go in nothing but net and it was like it's it's their night you know yeah and the miners have yet to have their night like that so i expect to have the to to get hot from the three at one point in the season i hope and you know teicher touched up on it we're the worst shooting three-point shooting team in the land and i think that's really disappointing and, and it's really disappointing when you see them take wide open shots wide open threes and just those don't hit that's 
demoralizing. Yeah, I'll say it, how it is. And yeah. I feel like the bench feels it the same way, you know, because <laughs> the other team sees a wide-open bucket and they make it. I, I think uh, kind of to that point, right, you know, there's that saying like, hey, you keep shooting no matter what. You're always going to have another shot. But when the miners shoot it, it kind of feels like you have to make this. It's it's almost like every three is a do or die. The weight of each three-point shot feels way more than three points. And in a way, too, um, you know, psychologically, it's kind of like if you don't make this three, you're giving up that three to the other team. And, and that's kind of what it looked like tonight. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to wrap it up here in a bit. I uh, want to remind you all, no calls tonight. We're just going to keep it light, giving a quick rundown on the game. Seattle defeating UTEP 73-61. to But I'll tell you what we will do. We're going to take a quick break. Got to pay some of these bills. We'll give out some awards. want to remind you all, no Adrian Broaddus, no Zay Galindo tonight, uh, but we will have some awards. The hot hand of the game presented by Wind Supply El Paso and the player of the game presented by Timothy Cantrell. So uh, we'll, we'll have all of that and more coming up when we come back right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Minor Talk. And we're back right here on Minor Talk, Sal Montes, along with Alberto Ureta. And uh, we're here from the River Oaks Property Studios. And I want to send a quick reminder, no Adrian Broaddus, no Zay Galindo tonight. Um, So we're holding the fort down, and we'll have the podcast for you all up online after the uh, the broadcast is over. But once again, UTEP falling to Seattle, 73-61, to a lot a lot to um, kind of take from when it comes to um, negatives and not that much when it comes to the positives, but the Miners will have another chance uh, to open up their 2024 calendar year as they will take on the New Mexico State Aggies. Uh, we won't run down the entire conference um slate I guess if you want to put it that way the rest of the conference schedule we'll we'll kind of take it game by game but yeah they have New Mexico State up next on the 4th and then um, after that Chicago State on Sunday January 7th Um, yeah and that's what went on tonight the Miners and um, Seattle earlier tonight Seattle just pretty much making anything um, from wherever they shot the ball moving it with relative ease and Although they turned it over more than the Miners, um, it was kind of like they could afford those those turnovers tonight. But Alberto, we have some awards to hand out. You and I were kind of like a, like a jury panel, kind of discussing what we're going to do tonight when it comes to the um, to the awards. And um, let's go ahead and, and bust it out. We'll bust out the hot hand of the game presented by Wind Supply El Paso. Visit windsupplyelpaso.com and um, kind of had a trio of names, but the one that we're going to go with when it comes to the hot hand of the game, guy who finished with eight points, um, three for nine total, but two for seven from beyond the arc, only a minor with two or more makes when it comes to the three-point line and um, also had two steals tonight to his credit as well to go with a rebound and that is none other than Corey Camper, number four for the Miners, um, right there. Uh, Corey Camper finishing with uh, two threes and what was pretty much a lackluster performance from the entirety of the team tonight from beyond the arc. Uh, what are your thoughts on Corey Camper for hot hand of the game presented by Wind Supply El Paso? You know what? I really like that he kept shooting. He shot the most threes from any guys in the minors. In fact, he shot like two times more than pretty much any other guy. And so, and he also made two times as many threes. So, like, he's getting threes, which yeah. is, is good to see. But 
Um, I like it that he's young and, and he's shooting more threes than anybody else. But, um, yeah, there's just not a lot to, to say good things about these, these minors right now. Yeah, no, totally agree there. And um, for the player of the game, it's presented by Timothy Cantrell. If you are in need of a realtor in El Paso, look no further than Timothy Cantrell. Check out listing and information on his social media at Timothy Cantrell Realtor. Once again, check out the listing and information um, on his social media at Timothy Cantrell Realtor. And uh, player of the game, we're also deliberating there, but uh, none other than a guy who finished with seven points, uh, two for five overall from the floor one for three from three uh perfect at the free throw line two for two which i do got to commend the miners on that they were able to be more than efficient from the line shooting just shy under 81 percent um and that guy with seven points and also a plus 10 in his 14 minutes also gets a steal and three boards that's going to be elijah jones and uh, elijah jones uh, third highest plus minus tonight for the miners and um, the other two um, didn't play as many minutes uh, so that, that's why we're giving it over to elijah jones but um, some of those series where he had the ball looked a bit promising for him yeah, you know, you get to see some cohesiveness, some, some togetherness from the team. They move the ball around well. And if, if anybody was watching this game, Seattle moved that ball around phenomenally well. Yeah. You know, they were slinging it across the field, across the court, and, and these passes were connecting and guys were wide open. So that's some stuff I'd love to see from the from the miners. And Elijah, he brought a lot of good stuff to the, to the offense. And uh, I think a lot of what hasn't been said is he did everything that uh, Sal Montes just said in under – in 14 minutes, you know, so yeah, and so he brings, a, uh, like you said, maybe a sense of urgency to yeah. to to the miners. So I like that. I like that he's playing a lot. So um, we'll see what happens next week when when the miners go to the pit. Yeah, and, and they're going to need all the um, all the positive momentum. Uh, what happened right there? Let's see. Oh, it has a hard ETA. There we go. All right, there was an exact time marker. That's. Uh, something on this end. Don't worry, though. We're able to uh, take care of it. We're back on air, 600 ESPN, El Paso. Uh, if you heard a little bit of ESPN radio right now, they're breaking down what happened between uh, the Detroit Lions and Dallas Cowboys game. Dallas Cowboys uh, get out of that one, 20-19 over the Lions. We were actually watching this one back here of Bethel. We, we have my wife here as well. We were just going absolutely berserk over what was going on. And I'm in the control room. I have no audio of what's going on because I'm seeing the the TV from the other studio, which is across from us. That's the um, uh, the main studio, if you will, where Steve Kaplowitz and Adrian Broad is sit. But I could not hear the audio. So, um, you know, Lions get the touchdown. They go for two. They get it. I'm going crazy. I'm jumping up and down. I, I lose my crock. I have to put it back on. I almost fall. Next thing I know, there's a flag. And I'm like, wait, what? I look on ESPN.com. It's not 21 anymore. It's back to 19. They go for it again, and they don't even get the playoff. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Just kick the extra point. But Coach Dan Campbell going for two and, um, you know, coming up short with um, with that two-point attempt, and it ends in a 20-19 to 19, uh, loss for the Detroit Lions. So a bit sad, Alberto, but, um, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I'm going to stop there before I say something bad. Yeah, you know what? For me personally, it was just a really kind of a weird sequence. So you guys make the two points, yeah. and then they take that t- they take that from you, and then you rerun the play. You get a flag, 
Then you have yeah. to, you get. I think it was on Parsons offsides or something. And then so you get launched. So now you've done another play, and now you have another opportunity to just kick it. That's you, three times yeah, the kick. Yeah, that's what yeah. I. That's what it was like. For me, it was like you had some. There was so many opportunities for the coach to be like, all right, let's just go for the points. Yeah. And so when when but the thing is that's a t- the type of coach that Campbell is. He's got yeah. He just, it, he's like let's get this, let's go get this right and, now. And I respect it because uh, when he went for it the first time, I'm like you know what, right? Move. I like it. You're, you're just gonna go yeah. for it. Now it gets called back. I'm big on momentum. I'm, I'm too emotional to be a coach. That's why I'm a fan yeah, first and foremost. But um, at that point, I'm like you know what, just take it. Your, your defense is doing better, and you just came off of a big drive. Maybe you win the coin toss. If not, you go from there. Uh, but that's after the failed two-point conversion. However, he stuck to his guns, and, and we've kind of seen that throughout his tenure, um, you know, this in his third year, that um, he's going to go for it. And in a way, I, he kind of doesn't care about the consequences. He cares about the awards. So, And, and this is a game, too, that um, there's no benefit if the game ends in a tie. You go for the win, and um, I think a lot of people respect that. But Dallas, you know, in the red zone um, against Detroit today uh, was phenomenal. So uh, just got to, you know, tip the, the hat off to them and see if there's a rematch in the playoffs. But uh, back to what you all came here for um, before I went on that big, big old tie right there. 73-61 to 61, Seattle over. UTEP once again the awards and uh, we'll, we'll let you know what's going on there the hot hand of the game presented by Wind Supply El Paso visit windsupplyelpaso.com that going to Corey Camper finishing with uh, two threes uh, for tonight and Elijah Jones uh, getting the player of the game and that's presented by Timothy Cantrell if you are in need of a realtor in El Paso look no further than Timothy Cantrell check out listing and information on his social media at Timothy Cantrell Realtor. Before we uh, before we head out, I'd be remiss if I did not check out Twitter. Uh, did not forget about you guys. Let's go ahead and reel off what's going on. We have some uh, some fun ones to um, to read to you. This from uh, I'll start from uh, from the bottom up. Here we go. This one from Travis Allen Fortune at Fortune Travis. Nothing builds character like supporting UTEP athletics. Hashtag minor talk. That's uh, that's very true. A lot of heartbreak, but a lot of heart reshapes. So I definitely feel that one. And uh, this one from Tristan Pence um, at MT Pence. Tonight, one team was well coached and has players who know their roles. And the other team is a dysfunctional mess. Three years into Coach Golding's tenure and UTEP isn't competitive against whack teams on their home court. This coaching staff needs to get it together exclamation point hashtag minor talk um, you know what that that's a good point especially when it comes to um coaching i think you know just in general it looks like teams have been quicker than the minors um and i'm not necessarily talking about it being speed related it just looks like there are a couple of steps ahead when it comes to um executing that game plan and we saw it tonight with kind of like that flawless ball movement that seattle was able to do tonight yeah, it's a really a pretty sight to see the way they 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 distribute the ball, the the fluidity of it, and the way that they're they're able to score. You know, they find mm-hmm. guys, get them open, and when they don't get them open, they pass it to them in the spot where the spot's open, and those guys take wide open shots that look clean and look uncontested. Yeah, and and so um, the miners, on the other hand, fight for contested shots, like fight to hit contested shots and. A lot of the times they don't hit, so yeah. that's what's really frustrating. It's just getting uh, the miners get on these cold streaks, and, and and they're hard to get off. 
and you know we the miners they showed a lot of good things in that in that tournament run but there's still a lot of work to be done right before a conference play right before yeah. a conference play so it, it really it paints a rough picture but we'll see what happens in the, in the coming weeks because it's it's all going to happen here in the next three weeks we're going to know what this basketball team is about I, I think um, just to kind of throw a little bit of humor into it there's that saying right is the glass half empty or it's uh is it half full I think the glass is full but it just depends on what you get in the glass that night you know you can get a team that that moves the ball around really well is finishing at the cup uh, they're in sync on defense not allowing any back doors um, you know also having the guard stay in front of whoever it is that they're guarding and they just look efficient you know all across the floor and then on the other night there's that glass that's full where there's just this discombobulation and and, and miscommunication amongst each other there's no cohesiveness um, on either side of the floor, whether it's offense or defense. And I, I think you got to see that that bad glass tonight from the Miners. And if you're a Seattle fan, uh, you had a cup full of uh, full of that good stuff tonight against UTEP. So um, that's pretty much going to wrap it up here on Miner Talk. I uh, want to let you all know that um, as 2023 is closing out, um, yeah, we're very grateful for you all who listen, everybody who sends us tweets, messages, all the follows, all the love, all the support. We do this for you guys. So we, we are truly, truly grateful. And, um, you know, for all, for all of your generosity and you guys spending some time out of your day, you could be do anything in the world, but but you spend some time with us. And we're super grateful for that. Um, I want to say I love you to my family as we close out 2023. My wife, Salma, my baby boy, Samir, who's uh, six months already. That, that kid is getting big. I think he's going to dunk by next week. Um, but yeah, th- those are my final thoughts here for uh, 2023 how about you alberto um man i don't know it's it's been such a big year for me personally and um you know if i really sat here and talked about it i'd probably, probably cry so <laughs> no i'm just really thankful for 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 life and and the the opportunities that life has given me and um I've met some amazing people along the way, like Sal Montes, like Adrian Brodus, like Steve Kaplowitz, you know, and and they treated, when they, people like that treat you the way you guys have treated me, it's, it's really nice and, and it makes you, yeah, it makes me want to tear up, but um, yeah, just uh, people be grateful that you have their families and that you can spend time with them and uh, see you in the new year. Nice. That's a beautiful message, man. And and also, too, congratulations, by the way. Alberto is a recent graduate uh, from UTEP. I would see him here when, when he first started. Um, you know, he, he, he learned the boards. He learned, uh, you know, what we had to do here as far as production goes. And then, um, you know, on some of his overnight shifts, getting his homework in. So um, that hard work is, is truly noted, man. Much respect and props to you for your degree. So um, what, what's your degree in, by the way? Criminal justice. All right. So, all right. Uh, Bad guys I know beware. some people who need help. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All good, man. Well, Alberto, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you for uh, for joining us in 2023, and we're gonna have a super prosperous 2024. Want to send our best uh, to Adrian Broadus. Uh, shout out to you, man. You are the uh, the anchor. You're number one. I, I truly hope you know how badass you are. I want to give a shout out to Zay Galindo, my man, young up and comer who's uh, who's a veteran already, and I don't even think he um, is old. Enough 
enough to to buy cigarettes yet. But don't buy cigarettes either way. That's not the point. Don't buy them. That's just a, a age reference. But shout out to you. Shout out to Steve. Um, you know our man Duke Keith. There's so many people here. Kevin Vargas, our um, our operations manager. I'm I'm forgetting some people. Mike Rivera, by the way. You gotta give a shout out to Mike. Our man Angel over at Kiss. Uh, Daniel Paulus. Um, Daniel Pedrosa. There's so many other people text me if I forgot you. Um, But yeah, thank you all so much for uh, spending 2023 with us. And we're going to do it all again and have some more fun in 2024. But until then, the Miners fall to Seattle 73 to 61. Back at it when they take on New Mexico State on January 4th. uh, That one at 7 in Las Cruces. Don't forget, it's also on CBS Sports Network, but you can always tune in here. 600 ESPN El Paso. We'll start the broadcast at 6.30 for the pregame show. So that'll do it for us here from the uh, River Oaks Property Studios. UTEP against Seattle and the Miners fall 73-61. to You've been listening to Miner Talk right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You've been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you get your podcasts.